For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Whether it's delivering groceries to a neighbor or a night off from cooking, what if touching the life of one person could make a difference for many more? Now, each time you order online or tap in store with your MasterCard at qualifying restaurants and grocery stores, MasterCard will donate to Stand Up to Cancer, one precious cent at a time, up to $5 million. Start something priceless. Promotion ends on August 31st, 2021, or when maximum $5 million donation is reached, whichever comes first. Debit pin and international transactions ineligible. Stand Up to Cancer is a division of the Entertainment Industry Foundation. Terms apply. See mastercard.us slash su2c. Tiger fans, get ready for episode 161 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. I'm joined today by two of our JSU baseball enthusiasts, starting with the former player, Dorian. Welcome to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Hey, what's going on? Going on, Dorian Allen, class of 2003, B5. (laughs) <laughs> you had to put that in there, huh? Represent all day long. <laughs> Absolutely. Let them know. Let them know. We've been, we've been talking about having you on the show for a while when it comes to Jack State baseball. There's not many people who can hang with Dorian because uh, he's been there, done that, and he follows the team. He's close with the players, the coaches, and, you know, he knows the history. So uh, definitely we wanted to have you on to go ahead and, and you know, reflect on this historic team that uh, we had this season. So, again, welcome. Glad to be here. All right. And, of course, we have the super fan, Mo. We could not do – a Jackson State baseball episode without Mo. He is an avid listener of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, constantly communicates with us on social media. He has his ideas for the show, and he's always talking about baseball. He he said, man, listen, this is what we need to do for baseball. He said we. So once he said we, I said, okay, now you're on Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Of so course, what's, in, Mo? what's going on? What's going on? All right, glad to have you on, man. Thank you for having me. All right, so, you know, as I said, we just wrapped up a historic season, fellas. I know we had a big letdown there at the end, and it didn't end how we wanted, how we expected it to end, but, you know, we needed to take a few days. I wanted to record right away, but I needed to take a few days. I know you guys may want to take a few days just to get yourselves together and get your emotions, emotions intact. So how are you guys feeling? Have you been able to move on yet? Yeah, it's, it's been tough, uh, but first of all, hats off to Jackson State baseball team this year, going 34-9, and undefeated in swag play. That's monumental. Uh, I don't. I think Alabama State came close to doing something like this a couple of years ago. Uh, with top to bottom, this team was solid, 
and uh, just proud of what they were able to accomplish this year. It was a great season. I'm still in my feelings, though. I'm still in my feelings. I'm not even going to try to hide it. I don't like losing, especially don't like losing the Southern. But had is definitely off to Coach Johnson. He did an outstanding job. Um, even considering the circumstances, he did a great job. So a big congratulations to him for at least winning that 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 regular season crown. Yeah, that's my boy, Omar. He, hey, he got those boys in, in check, got them in line. And uh, year in and year out, they do solid. And this was a typical Johnson team. This was a typical Johnson team. Could run, could pitch. They could play defense. Um, just just amazing how they played. It's almost like he was pushing buttons, Dorian. Exactly. You're right. You're right. I like how uh, Shannar Barron stepped right in as a freshman, first base. Man, he was solid. I seen him hit a moonshot on campus. Uh, and uh, it was just great, man. Uh, Becerra hey, did great, too. You know, the thing about Shannar is that He's six five, six six. That dude is a freshman. He is a freshman. We got him for three more years. I know, I know. It's gonna be crazy. He out there looking like a small four, the NBA small four. Speaking of small four, did you know his brother played basketball at Michigan? In Michigan. Yeah. Yes. And that's something that we definitely have to have to bring out is that we didn't have a, a fall practice. These guys yeah. basically showed up in January and just started playing. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, these these COVID protocols uh, push these guys back. I know when I played first day on campus, uh, we got to get settled, get settled in. But by August fifth, we out there running in that hundred hundred degree heat, getting ready for the season. You have a whole fall uh, fall series, and uh, they 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 were robbed of that. And for them to be able to bounce right back from that and come in and uh, play ball like they did, that's just a solid disciplined team right there. And not just that, um, a lot of people don't know this, but we lost some dogs. We lost some guys that can flat out play that transferred out. We're talking about Chris Prentice, um, guy from out of Vicksburg that we was depending on. Talking about Jalen Williams, the third baseman. Mm -hmm. I mean, this guy was batting 400. The dude could flat out do it. And we brought in Shannar Brown and we brought in Ty Hill. Let me tell you about Ty Hill. Jack Hill is an outfielder that played third base and could do it. He yep. could do it. Newcomer of the year, man. Uh, he 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 filled he filled a role and he took charge and um, became newcomer of the year. Very excited about him. Had all kind of pop up in his bat. Um, the dude could run. He got a strong arm. Just super athletic. Um, I, at the beginning of the season, I was really worried about that situation with him playing third base for the first time. But mm-hmm. as the season went on, it's like he just settled in. True oh, yeah. athlete. Definitely, True athlete. Definitely. Just put him out there and give him a glove. I agree. I agree. And another thing, man, we get all these guys back next year if they want to come back. Yeah, that, that'll be outstanding. Oh, man. man, we get these guys back. Oh, I, I can see us making another run. And um, hopefully ne- next year uh, we'll put the icing on the cake. And, you know, um, the thing about next year, I feel like we're really going to be loaded because, again, these guys didn't even have time to get chemistry with each other. True. And just an amazing feat. Going to Alabama State, sweeping them, very oh, hard to do. Yeah, very yeah, hard to do. Those two one-run games, I yeah. mean, going to Alabama A&M. I'm going to tell you, the, the thing that really told me that this team was special is when they went to Alcorn, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Alcorn was actually throwing their best pitcher when we scored 30 some runs. I think it was 30 to 6. It was 30 to 6, man. Oh, 30 to 6. Was, I thought I was watching a, a JSU football whooping. That kid that was throwing that day was arguably Alcorn's biggest recruit of all time. Wow. He was their best recruit of all time. And we put 30 on him. Mm. We put 30 on him. I knew then this team's special. This team's special. Yeah, man. I I think one in that we put up 14 runs. Yes. Yes. I think it was, yep, that that's that's pretty big. That's pretty big. I know those outfielders were just hot. Having to stay out there for about an hour and a half while you taking that butt whooping. Hey man, that was good good stuff right there. And a lot of people try to have the argument that the reason why we were undefeated was because we play in the East. That's not so. Alabama State, to me, was every bit of just as good as us. When you look oh, yeah. at their schedule and some of the teams that they competed with, we really were blessed to be able to do what we did. I definitely expected for us to win series, but mm-hmm. to sweep them twice, that was amazing. Yes, and there were some close games. Uh, I know. We, I think we beat them 9-8. to eight. Uh, we beat them four to two, so it wasn't like it was a, a, a knockout. We had to come back. I think we yeah, were oh, yeah. going into like the seventh or eighth inning. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, matter of fact, when we went to Alabama State, all three games were one run games. So, right. Uh, yeah, our conference is tough, and uh, that just shows how how, how solid we were this year. And it's not going to get any any easier. You got Bethune oh, in Florida and them showing up next year. Correct, Both Florida correct. schools where they play baseball year-round just like yes. we do. Yes. And they're not going to lay down for us. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, we're losing all corn. So, uh, we, we single-handedly uh, put it on all corn this year. I think we beat them uh, 11-0, 10-0, like you said, 30-6. So, uh, somebody that we used, we were used to beating, uh, they're gone. So, uh, we, we'll see what we get with FAMU. I know they've been solid. Not uh, just that. I, I think where Valley is actually getting a new coach. So we don't okay. know who they're going to replace them with. I mean, the Delta's a hotbed. Half our, some of our players, Jatavius Melton, Devontae Rowe, they, these guys are from the Delta. Yeah, some Delta of our Florida. greatest baseball players are, are from Simmons, you okay. know, in yep. that Greenville area. So mm-hmm. you don't know who they're going to replace. So it, it's only going to get harder from here. I agree. I agree. Hey, but look, we got some solid pitching coming back. Uh, and that's most, number one in the swag. Uh, the hitters get you through the regular season, but when it comes to that swag tournament, you got to have some solid pitching, uh, top to bottom. Uh, and I know uh, my boy Galatas, he did he did really well this uh, swag tournament. Uh, I was highly impressed. Man, Galatas yeah. reminded me of Desmond Russell. I mean, oh, Galatas yeah. just just the way he did it for that four pitch mix mix. Yes. Um, could, could top it out at ninety one, ninety two. Could change speeds. Could change the arm slot. Man, did you like the Dale Nomo uh, leg kick? Man, had me <laughs> on the tip of my seat. Very yes, entertaining man. to watch. Yes. I think it was the seventh inning when they played Southern. He struck out the side. I, I got out my chair, man. I, I'm fired up just like he was. Uh, but I tell you I what, don't sleep on Mario Lopez. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mario Lopez probably wasn't throwing no harder than 75. I mean, literally. Just really showing us the art of pitching. Pitching, yes. The you got to hit those can spots. Do it. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, it, it, a lot of people don't know Greg Maddox. He only threw about 85, 86. He's one of the best pitchers ever played. And he had pinpoint control. I'll tell and, you what. Uh, 
if the fans didn't get to see these three starters who were completely different, you missed out. You I agree. really missed a treat. Um, yes. Becerra, the ace of the staff, yes. lefty, could Crafty. play with your eyesight. Was yeah. playing with your eyesight, could pitch it east to west, sometimes a little too far east and west, true, but true. east he to west, north to south. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we had a solid closer, the Villa. Uh, man, he was solid. He's a uh, sweat closer of the year. I think he went he like earned six. It. He earned it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, upper night, well, mid, mid 90s. Uh, solid fastball, solid, solid cutter. And uh, it was hard to hit him. So, I'm proud of these boys, Great picture. Proud of these boys. Let's not forget about our, uh, our uh, Wesley Reyes. He held it down at shortstop, you know. Man, that dude for the last four years, possibly yes. even five years. Yes. That dude has been that starter at shortstop, and he's no doubt about it, your leader. Yep. I mean, even when we was watching the championship game, the coach not even having to come out because Wesley had it. Wesley was able to, to calm the pitcher down. Correct. That's Correct. leadership. Yep, that is, that is. And, and we're going to miss him. Yeah, we're going to miss him. He, he he was a solid contributor all through his career. Then my boy Equan Smith in the outfield Blazing. holding it down. Blazing, Blazing speed. Yep, Blazing did speed. He showed some pop-up in the um in the tournament. Yeah. Going the other way, pulling it, could do whatever he needed to do to help us. Jatavius Melton, one of the newcomers. Yes, Man. yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, he was tough. Looking like McCluster. That's what I was just about to say. Oh, McClutchy. McClutchy. <laughs> McClutchy. Yes. Got the, Man, got the dread do going it. on. Yes, yes, yes. Old Faithful, Chandler Dillard. Yep. The kid from Madison. Um, Just happy to have him. C.J. Newsom, kid yes, from out of yes. Columbia, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's one of the things we definitely have to bring out about Jackson State. When you look at the other swag schools, you don't see as many black players. Oh, exactly, exactly. And that's one thing yeah. – uh, he uh I can tip his tip my cat to him is because he, he recruits not only he recruits out of the country, but he, he definitely gets the top players from here in Mississippi. He's gonna keep us at our roots. I agree. He's gonna keep yeah. us at our roots. You might have yeah. a pitcher or a shortstop or a catcher, but outside of that you're looking at black kids. Yeah, yep. Then uh his his assistant coaches, uh Chad Hall and Kevin Weiss. I, I played with Kevin Weiss. Uh, he's a firecracker. That's my boy, and uh, he's a recruiter. Chad Hall is as well. So they're always uh, very down to earth. Yes, they're always trying to find a needle in the haystack. So that's what I, I like about them guys. So great stuff, fellas. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. And I, earlier, you know, you mentioned the record, Dorian. I know that thirty-one and eight regular season, now thirty-four and nine overall. Yes. Twenty-four and zero in the swag. You know, that's the best swag record since nineteen ninety when Coach Omar Johnson was in high school. So we talk about yep. just a historic team. And I know we'll we'll compare this team to some of some our, our previous teams uh, later on in the show as well. But uh, this team led the nation with 133 stolen bases. That's 3.41 per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the, the best offense, uh, the best pitching staff, the best defensive unit in the SWAC as a team. They batted 325, 287 RBIs, and a, a team 453 slugging percentage. I mean, I can go on and on. This team led the country in stolen bases, 4.43 team ERA. Held opponents to 226 batting average. I mean, on defense, the team finished with a 961 fielding percentage and just had 48 errors in 39 games. So, I mean, these are some historic numbers. Yes. Sound like an LR bitch to be. What do you think? Should be. We should be in the tournament. We should be in the tournament. It'll be a shame for us not to make the tournament. 
agree. I agree with you on that one. Uh, if we can't be in the tournament after going undefeated in the regular season, then we need to just throw away the regular season altogether. Oh, I agree. I agree. We may need to get prime to start uh, putting put some fillers out for us. I'm just going to be honest. I'm, I'm going to take it there. I mean, it's probably early in the podcast, but I'm going to take it there. We lost to a team that was 19 and 28. They did not have a good regular season. They did not have a good regular season. They did not. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Yep. Be real. Hey, we had a solid win against Louisiana Monroe. Uh, beat them 4-2 late in the season. So that's when everybody's uh, polished and uh, we got a solid victory. That was a midweek game, and that was after we swept Alabama and m so I'm just telling you, man, proud of these boys. I know everybody outside of us want to talk about us losing to Grambling in the midweek. When you uh, look at that box score, we didn't play our starters. No. We mid-week. rested a lot of – it was a midweek, mid-week game. Man. That's when you get your bullpen some uh, innings. You know, the bullpen is going to really help you in the SWAC tournament. Uh, we get in the crucial situation. So the midweek games is when your starters, they don't pitch. They just pitch on the weekend. For so, you Grambling fans out there that want to, you know, want to, you know, hang your hat on that, you saw what happened in the tournament. You couldn't do nothing with our starters. So Hey, let me tell you this, though. When we were up 13-1, we had a lot of fans talking cash money trash. And uh, Grambling came back on us. But guess what? But we know that's what happened the, with that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the like tournament, though. I'm telling you, it's hard to win in the SWAC tournament. Uh, it happened to us when I was playing. We were up 6-0 against Grambling. Grambling tied it up next inning, 6-6, and we had a battle. We ended up beating them. But uh, SWAC tournament is, is life or death. It's all about so, momentum. In yeah. that situation, when we was up 13-1, to I, I definitely – I trust Coach Johnson to the fullest. Yes. You got one of your best pitchers. You got your number two out there. And you're up 13 to 1. You rest that on if you get the opportunity to rest that on. I don't know, man. I, I don't know, man. I'm going to put these guys away. That's that's my that's my thinking on it. Uh, you know, you're looking at Texas Southern next. You know, it's, it's, it's one of them things. Man, you got to put them away. I would, no, that, that's one 13 thing. 13 to 1, we thought it was over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That is a way. <laughs> right, right. But it's a swag tournament, man. It's never over to, to the ninth end and third out. Third end. Third out, knife in it, man. That's when it's over. So, uh, and you got to also, it's swag tournament. You got to find you another arm outside of what you've been using the whole year. Exactly. You got to have some surprises. Devontae exactly. Rose showed us that, you know, that 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 we do have other people outside of Mario, uh, Becerra, Galatis, mm-hmm. and the Villa. He showed us. He yeah. showed us that we got arms outside of what we normally see. And that's all I felt like Jones was trying to do. You up in the field six inning, 13 1. You only one more inning. That's a ten run ball game. You're right. You're right. It went from ten one rule to uh, nail biter. And I'm gonna say it. this, Doran. I'm gonna be honest. I don't feel like it was just our talent. The umps had something to do with that as well. Oh, man, Your umpire stopped calling strikes. Man, we got squeezed. We got squeezed in that not in the Grambling game. We definitely got squeezed in the Swag Championship. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I yeah, already we'll... know where you're going. But yeah. <laughs> But that thirteen to one, a lot of people want to, you know, harp on that. But yeah. man, look, whenever you know, when teams realize that the umpire is not going to call strikes, it becomes fool's gold, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. When, it, when, you, when you tighten up that strike zone, uh, the, the hitters are—it's the hitters' advantage, and they're going to start teeing away on you, no matter what you're throwing. Right. 
Let's talk about some of these awards, though, because this team swept the all-conference awards. I, I think that's unheard of. Correct me if I'm wrong, if, you know, if there's ever Most been a team that <laughs> has swept uh, the awards throughout the country. But we had Ty Hill, obviously, uh, SWAC uh, Player of the Year, uh, Hitter of the Year, Newcomer of the Year, all-SWAC first team at third base. Uh, we talked about Mr. Becerra, uh, the, pack, the SWAC Pitcher of the Year, uh, first team, all-SWAC as a starting pitcher, uh, Stephen DeVilla as well. SWAC relief pitcher of the year. He was named to the All-SWAC first team as a relief pitcher. The freshman, we've talked about Mr. Brown throughout the show. I know you guys loved him, but that's that's your freshman of the year. He's placed on the All-SWAC first team at first base. C.J. Newsom, Chandler Dillon, both All-SWAC first team outfield. Of course, Mr. Galatis, can't talk baseball without talking about him. All-SWAC first team at starting pitcher. We have Econ, Equan Smith, All-SWAC second team at outfield. And, of course, Omar Johnson, SWAC coach of the year. Let me catch my breath. That's a lot. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that is un- unprecedented. What do you guys think about just the talent that we have to sweep the awards like that? Man, I'm just going to say that uh, this group of players right here, that's special. Uh, to lead all those categories that they did, uh, have a closer, have a solid, have two solid pitching, pitcher, starting pitchers that can uh, make the all swag first and second team, uh, that's unheard of. And uh, they carried us all through, all through the season. When you got a, a solid lineup like uh, with Equan Smith, what he can do in the outfield for you, uh, Shanor Brown, uh, I said, like I said, I seen him hit a moonshot. Uh, these guys batting average, you said was uh, 325, and that's that's unheard of. And uh, just what can I say? Uh, Coach Johnson has done a great job with these boys, and I'm looking forward to next season. I agree with you 110. percent that's special for us to be able to pull that feet. Most respect we've ever gotten from the SWAT mm-hmm. because let's be honest, in the past we had some guys that performed extremely well that were not awarded. So I'm very thankful and grateful that the SWAT took notice. Um, mm-hmm. We had to take it from them, and we did just what we needed to do. We had guys that, that really played their roles, um, sure. did an outstanding job. I mean, looking up and down that lineup, one through seven, one of the top lineups in in the, in the nation, in point the nation. blank period. Right Even at eight that. and nine in the tournament, man, your catcher coming out of nowhere, doing what wow. he needed to do to help us moving runners, hitting Correct. the ball the other way. Your number nine, you got Doris coming yes. out of nowhere. Gomez went off. He went off. A guy that's only known for his glove hitting triples up in the swag tournament. Correct, correct. So, correct. you know, one through nine, very tough, great team, could bunt it, could hit and run, could hit for power. Yeah. Um, just, just a tough lineup. Speaking of bunting, Coach Johnson is a master of uh, getting on base with the bunt. Uh, he takes advantage of that speed. Uh, he drag bunts. Uh, he makes the other team, opposing team makes mistakes. You know, if you put the ball in play, they're going to make them make, make a play. And uh, land those bunts down. Oh man, that that just helps us so much. Doran, tell tell the audience how do y'all get that way? Does he have bunting games? Oh man, we uh he just recruits that way. He recruits speed. Uh, you may you may have a, a guy that wants to uh, hit. When you get to Jackson State, you're gonna you're gonna sacrifice for the team. And with Omar, small ball is very important. He recruits speed guys that can also hit. But it may be a situation where the cleanup batter is bunny. 
that's how much that's how important he is for a base runner. We can manufacture a run. You may have a first guy gets on base, we bunt him around a second, uh, we get him in scoring position, we manufacture a run. And it's and with baseball is one run at a time. And Coach Johnson is really good with uh coaching that. And when you say speed, CJ Newsom, Jatavius um, Melton, Equan Smith. I would have loved to have seen them run a football. Those kids can run. They can run. Those kids are track stars. Yes. They can flat out move. Mike Mike Goss, they used to play with me. Uh, Yes, sir. Boston Red Sox. Louisville. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so. These kids can do it. Yes. And we keep talking about Coach Johnson. We can't, you know, again, do a show without mentioning Coach Johnson and and all all that he's done. And, Dorian, uh, you're unique in the fact that you played for both Coach Johnson and the legendary coach, Bob Braddy. So can I just talk about Coach Johnson coming behind him and uh, just, you know, coming behind that legacy that that Braddy had? You were there. You saw the transition. Uh, So just give the audience, just give the listeners some insight on that. Okay, yes. Uh, When I first got to Jackson State, Coach Braddy was our head coach. Uh, He recruited me out of Michigan, and he was a legend. Uh, every every time we played a game, Coach Brady was recognized. Uh, our senior, my his last year, my freshman year, he everywhere we went, he got a play. Uh, that's how respected he was. So you know, knowing that, I had to go back and research the history from from Coach Brady, the most winning this coach in the swag. He had eight, over eight hundred wins. So uh, his legend was there, and he was transitioning out. Uh, his last year, we, we were able to win a SWAC championship. We beat Grambling, and uh, he, he retired soon after and became the athletic director. Uh, one thing I can remember about Coach Brady, he was tough. Uh, he was very he was very fair, and he was very uh, – he was more like a father figure to us. So then we had a transition to coaches. We had Mark Salters. He coached for a little while, and Mark Salters bought in Coach Johnson. Uh, Omar came in as a great, as our assistant coach. Uh, he had to be late 20s. And first thing I noticed about him was he was particular about being accountable, being held accountable. Uh, we had to be at study hall on time. We had to make sure the field was very uh, – was field was uh, correct as far as the field maintenance. I think Coach, coach Johnson comes back from a history of working on fields in Miami. so. He just brought a sense of discipline to our program immediately, and a lot of lot of the lot of the guys uh, they didn't like that at first, but I loved it uh, because he was he was the type of coach that uh, he would get the best out of you, and he was hard nosed. He he would get in your face. Uh, he'd keep it real, and he wasn't he was not for the soft spoken. Um, so over the years, I've seen him mature as a coach and. Look at the program now. It's it's been growing year after year after year. Uh, just like when they beat Mississippi State in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, he recruits well. Uh, he has a solid uh, assistant uh, assistant coaches. Uh, they both play for him. Chad Hall and Kevin Whiteside. Kevin Whiteside played with me. I was one of Coach Johnson's first recruits, and uh, they bring the same mind, Howard knows mindset as Coach Johnson as far as being disciplined. Uh, being held accountable, and uh, that brings to the success that Jackson State has had in the previous years. 
All right, yeah, and now Coach Johnson, obviously, he's done some amazing things at 1400 Lynch Street. This is one of the, the best teams that he's had, but I, I want you guys to compare this team to some of the better teams that you've seen throughout his tenure at Jackson State. I know a couple times that they, they've lost only two conference games. This team, of course, went undefeated. So how does this team compare to some of the, some of the best teams that he's had? As far as the best teams that he's had, man, you got to go back to that 2013 and the 2014 roster. Um, just looking at how talented they were and what they did and how they went about their business. Um, this was definitely one of those teams, but I can go back to when Dorian was in school. When we had Anthony Johnson on the mound. When we had the Anthony Pearsons, when we had the one day. Um, just how we pitched and how we played defensive. Having Michael Gossip in center field, a guy that went on oh, and got oh, drafted, that that played wide receiver for the football team and also played center field for the baseball team. Just a very talented team. Um, looking at the that how we went about our business was the main thing. Um, like I said earlier, it's almost like Johnson was just pushing buttons. When we needed to get somebody over, we got them over. When we needed to steal a base, we stole a base. When we needed to tighten up and play good defense, we played amazing defense we pitched we hit we ran and we filled the ball at a very high level this was a typical coach omar johnson team i can look back at that 2013 team or better yet the 2014 team they went back to back yeah they went back to back i'm talking about in 14 a lot of people don't know this but we went to louisiana monroe and took two from them yep we took two from them we had a team a couple years ago that went to new orleans and and, and beat them. You know, this was a good team. I think back in, I want to say, 2010, we beat Mississippi State at Trustmark Park. Oh, yeah, at Trustmark right. Park. I want to say in 2014, um, Louisiana Lafayette, number one team in the nation. NCAA tournament, we knocked them off. And would have gotten Mississippi State if they wouldn't have put their clothes in the game in the sixth or the seventh inning. Oh, yeah. Had them. So very talented team, the team that is deserving of all of the rewards that they've gotten. Um, and just just looking at it again, we didn't have a, a fall practice. Guys, this was a pandemic season. They're out yeah. there with masks on on a baseball field. That's not normal. Half of these guys didn't even meet each other until they got back to campus in December. I want to say the, football, the baseball team got back to campus December the 5th or something like that. And then yeah, you have to start the season. That's that's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. Omar, I didn't know his win percentage was six oh seven. He's over five hundred after uh he's he's been there fourteen years now. That's pretty solid. And Doran, you know like I know, he don't get half the resources that other schools get. No. You look at our roster and you look at the coaching staff compared to other schools, Southern got six coaches. Yep. We sitting there with three. Yep. Johnson does more with less. Yes. He does more with less. Wow. Man, Omar, he takes care of the field by himself. By himself. They're out there more the grass before the game. Yes. Out there raking in between innings. Yep. So. They are raking in between innings. They have a workman-type attitude. We have an amazing – we don't have a team. We have a program. I think people really need to know that this is a program. They redshirt people. We have freshmen out there that people probably didn't take notice of. You better look out for her son, Stanifer. You better look out for some oh, of the yeah. guys that you didn't see. Um, some of those relievers, Morlando, 
Um, Angelo Escudaro or something like that. Kid that flat out. Left, right? Yes, yeah. sir. Mm -hmm. um, Campbell, a kid from out of Starkville, got him from a Juco, barely pitched at a Juco, did an amazing guy, job. I saw him versus Ole Miss. I was like, man, who is this lefty? Mm -hmm. Six two six three coming out the mound, smooth. Um, I think versus, I want to say versus Grambling or somebody, you know, just 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 nasty with it. But hey, the season fell the way it did. Great oh, team, yeah. can't take nothing yeah. from them. Perfect segue. The season, <laughs> the season, <laughs> the season fell the way it did. We we couldn't avoid talking about this. You know, we we talked about how great this team was and how historic this season. Uh, was and you know it will remain it'll, it'll go down in, in the books we'll never forget this season for a couple different reasons just you know how successful this team was throughout the, the season and in the uh the, the uh, tournament as well until that uh, <laughs> that faithful inning in the swag championship game against southern and there was a, a a turning point that we we all like to look at this moment as a turning point and yeah. I'll, i'm interested in hearing your opinions because i've heard it all but i obviously coach Omar johnson he decided to to go to his closer and we talked about how he's done undefeated uh throughout the season and you know he led, led the conference at six saves things of that nature and we had uh nick galatis who some felt he had the hot hand at the time uh he stepped in when, when things were kind of rocky in that championship game and, and and it looks like he was bringing us home and coach johnson made the decision that has been questioned by some to, to make the switch. I know traditionally you go to your closer, but in the moment, you know, given what was at stake and, and what Galatis was doing, was that the right decision? There is no right or wrong answer. Uh, so I definitely want to hear from, from you guys. Let's talk about the decision. Well, like you said, Galatis was hot, uh, especially uh, he took, he took the ball over for Becerra who was struggling at the beginning of the game. Uh, he came in six solid innings. Uh, I think in the seventh inning, uh, Galatis struck out the side. He had me fired up. I was jumping out of my seat. And uh, the one thing I noticed about the situation, the umpire started squeezing him. Uh, he was giving a, he was giving that outside corner all game. But for some reason in that in that eighth inning, he's I mean, I'm sorry, in the ninth inning, he, he stopped giving him the outside corner, which I obviously frustrated Galatas. And I think I think it looked like he got to a point where Galatas was uh you know, talking to the umpire, in which we love fire. We love a uh, we love a pitcher that can uh, intimidate the other team, which he was doing. Uh, but it could have backfired. It could have went either way. One thing I will say is the Villa has been solid all year. He's the he was the swag closer of the year for a reason. So with that in mind, Omar brought brought his closer in, who's been solid all year. It could have went either way. Uh, baseball is a game of inches. And this this game right here proved it. I'm sick about it, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a little un. Either way on that decision, Coach Johnson made. What you Let, let's get deeper in this. Let's let's get okay. deeper in this. Galatis got us back in the game. He came in third inning, I, I believe. Okay, third inning. Becerra was struggling a little bit. He had hit a couple of batters. Mm -hmm. Galatis came in. He did what he's supposed to have done. He absolutely did what he's supposed to have done and a little bit more. He pitched 5.1 innings. He was up to 75 pitches. Yes. Was in a rhythm. Southern did not get him out of his rhythm. The no. umpire got him out of the rhythm. Correct, correct. And you can't have that type of officiating 
in a championship game. You can't you can't have a pitcher on the mound trying to guess what your strike zone is is in a championship baseball game. True. This is a game of inches. You can't switch up your strike zone like that. Nice. And when you look at the batters from Southern University, they were sitting fastball. They could not hit they could not hit his change up his slider or his curveball the whole game, no contact. When they hit him, he was up in the zone and he was right up over the plate. And whenever you have an umpire that's inconsistent, that's what you have to do. Because that was the I only agree. way he was going to call the strike. So the, the momentum shifted to a point where literally the umpire took the game from us. Yeah, I think back he, in the 70s, uh, I had to say, uh, Galatas had, I don't know the batter for Southern, but he had him struck out. And he called a ball. And the next next pitch was a home run, and that that made it six to four. We were up six three, and uh, but the pitch before that was a strike. I'm Absolutely. Next pitch was a home run, so that was a turning point in the game as well. Before the ninth inning hit, and like you said, um, Galatas was visibly he was visibly frustrated, like anybody would, like yeah. anybody would. He was visibly frustrated. You got runners on, and your pitcher. He's frustrated, and you got one of the best closers in the conference sitting on your bench. Let's, let's be honest. The Villa had been doing it the whole year. He'd been doing it the whole year. Alabama A&M had the, the tying run or the go-ahead run on third base in one of those games. So, And we got out of it. So this was something that Johnson, I'm sure he felt like the Villa had been prepared for the whole season. Yes. He hadn't been hit by a swag team the whole year. And, you know, nine times out of ten, I feel like he would have got us out of it. But this was that one time that he did. He did. Mm-mm. And let's just be real. Anybody that watched that game, why is Southern's bullpen gate open? Exactly. Why is the bullpen gate open? Please, somebody from Southern, tell us, why is your bullpen gate open? They tried to set him up. Well, they did Something ain't right. I know yeah, Crenshaw I just... over there. Crenshaw was an assistant <laughs> under Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I hate to see us lose to Southern, but I'm happy for him. But something ain't right. Something ain't smelling right. I'm just going to tell you, if, if that gate is closed, uh, maybe our outfield. I feel like he would have got it. I think he would have got it because he would have been able to put his hand on the wall, get a little more support, and he would have been able to make that catch. So, yeah, that was very controversial right there. Uh, At the end of the day, that gate should not be open, and the umpires, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like they did their due diligence on that. It no. That should have made it a ground rule double for the simple double. fact exactly. your gate is open. Exactly. And Which that's would, at the least would have made it a tie ball game. Yes. That's why we say baseball is a game of inches. That was literally an inch from making that catch. Literally. And, uh, so... Dory, I feel like he made that catch. I feel like the ground, you know, I feel like the ground caused a fumble right there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I yeah. really feel and like when, the ground and, caused and look, a fumble. And when he, if if that's the case, when he caught it, he was in play. He, like you said, just look at the pitch before. That was a strike all day, every day. First yeah. five innings of the game, that was a strike. And then he's having to serve it straight over the middle of the plate. Yes. What do you expect? What do you expect? It's ninth and tenth graders out there that can hit that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now I will say this: with the closer situation, one thing you may can do instead of bringing them in in a in a ninth inning uh, with the runner on base, give Galatas another batter 
go up there and talk to him, settle him down, give him another batter, see what happens. Or before that inning even starts, bring the villa in. So he's fresh. You know, you 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 know he's solid. You know, he's fresh. He doesn't have anybody on base. Then you bring him in as a closer that way. That may have been a decision that you could have made a little different. But other than that, what you think about that? Hindsight twenty twenty. True. Um, You're right. Hindsight twenty twenty. The fact is, we all watched that game. Galatas was dealing. He was flat out dealing. But in that situation, your pitcher has to remain poised. True. You, it, the moment that he started showing that frustration, you can't really take that chance because you don't know. You really don't know how your emotions, either your emotions are going to help you or it's going to hurt you. And with the game on the line, and you got a closer that hasn't lost a game the whole oh, year. You're right. You don't expect for that to happen. Yeah. Just period. And before we um, leave, for those of you who might be wondering about the future of Jack State baseball, go on perfect game. Look at the recruits that we got coming in. You got something to smile about. Absolutely. Coach Omar Johnson has done it again with this recruiting class. I mean, I've seen some of the names of some of the recruits that are coming in, and he hit it out the park. Pun intended. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to next season. I know this was a tough pill to swallow. You know, we can debate this for years to come. We will be debating this for years to come. But the one thing that we cannot debate is just how special, just how historic this team was. So I'm looking forward to next season, like I said, to see if they can relive some of this magic and definitely get over that hump. And I know you guys are looking forward to doing more episodes to talk about baseball because the fans are asking for it. This team deserves it. This team demands it. That's what they're playing on the field. So we're definitely going to give them a lot more attention going forward. But, fellas, it's been real. Appreciate you for doing the show. Looking forward to the next one. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me. And that'll do it for episode 161 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag the I love. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.